All right. Well, we are here in uh, New York City. I'm actually visiting. I My name is Josh Windish, by the way, in case you want to know. Um, I also host another podcast called Meeting Famous People. Make sure to check that out. You can also find me on social media at The Mac and Josh, M-A-C-I-N-J-O-S-H, with a the in front of it, if you want to find me. But I'm here with Rob Rogan, and we're in New York, and this is uh, this is cool. Hey, hey, welcome to New York. And it's storming outside, and there's crazy thunder, which is kind of exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty dramatic. Podcast, lights are low. I know. Um, Ominous. I, yeah, I guess you introed yourself. Should I oh, yeah, yeah, intro yeah. myself a bit? Absolutely. Um, so I'm, I'm Rob, and I live in Brooklyn, Greenpoint to be specific, and we're drinking some Brooklyn beers right now. Um, I was just saying, you know, brewed down the street from me. Sadly, I've never been to the brewery. We should do that sometime, you know, another vacation adventure, because I feel like when I'm hanging out with people that are on vacation in New York, that I'm having a little bit of, like, staycation myself. Yeah, it kind of, it breaks up your normal schedule, and then enough where you're doing new, exciting things. going out to eat at nice restaurants, or, you know, doing activities apart from sitting on the couch <laughs> although i have to say nothing will bring out the fact that you have no life when you have people visiting and they're like so where where do you go what do you do I'm like well we sit in our apartment all night and do nothing <laughs> yeah but uh well we're not doing nothing we're doing something we're we're contributing to podcast culture if we you are. want to be generous so we're basically sitting in an apartment <laughs> doing nothing with microphones yeah that's the difference yeah but yeah i'm drinking um same thing, Brooklyn, uh, mine's an IPA though, Brooklyn East IPA, and it's good, I like it, good. yeah. Great. Uh, so, what was I saying, did you, um, not to go off on a tangent, but I totally ignored everything you were saying before I started talking, because that's how I process conversations, it's I do all that all the me. time, yeah, me yeah. too, same I'm here. I'm just here looking at my bottle of beer, and, and I hear your voice, and then you stop, and like, oh shit, am I on? <laughs> right. So, uh, where you talk about like Twitter, and where you are in the internet, and all that, or? Yeah, that's basically um, it. Okay, well, I'm Rob Rogan on Twitter. Uh, a lot of people kind of mix that up, because I thought it was clever. Turns out just going to be more trouble than it's worth, but combine the Bs. So, it's just R-O, and then Rogan, or Rob, and then Rogan. My last name is not Rogan. Not related so, to Joe Rogan no. at all. But uh, anyway, that's pretty much where I am on, on Twitter and elsewhere on the internet, same name. And uh, I, th- I figure like we should give a little context, or maybe it doesn't matter, like how we know each other, why we're doing this. Actually, it came up in conversation last night with Vanessa, my wife. Uh-huh. Uh, we were So we were at this rooftop bar... And, we, and I forget how it came up, but I said, uh, oh, yeah, and I was hanging out with Robin Nick earlier. And I was like, no, I wasn't. I was hanging out with Robin Mike, who mm-hmm. is another friend of ours. Um, and I thought of that because I met you and Nick back in college days, like 10 years ago. I think just recently. Isn't that crazy? Facebook said 10 years. 10 years ago. Um, and so we, we met there. And I this is the funniest story because you guys were roommates, right? Yeah. You and Nick. We were roommates for the for all four years. And what's funny about that is I thought, I thought for the longest time you guys were a couple. <laughs> I thought you were in a relationship, you're a couple living together. What? I told you this before, I didn't know. I? I'm just, I forgot and now it's funny again. And, uh, and so I thought that for the longest time and then I saw we were like on, we did that thing, we had this website, <clears throat> we had this website set up where we had four cameras 
on yeah. all the time. I did the the HTML embed. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one really uses this anymore because it's like poor practice. But you know, use the embed tag, and you can put in a chunk of any website onto your page. I mean, I guess Twitter is an example. News articles will have tweets embedded in there. But uh, yeah, we were on Ustream or Livestream, one of those live video feed yeah. sites, and I set it up so it was like the Brady Bunch, where you've got these four panels of uh, the Ustream feeds for each of our usernames, and we weren't always on at the same time, but if you were on, then you would be in one of those squares. And, and we wouldn't even necessarily be talking to each other all the time. We just have it up while we lived in our space. Yeah, just be pointed at like my living room, so you could say, "Oh, there's Rob just watching TV." Yeah, yeah. So we we're all kind of like virtual roommates on this yeah. website. That, that's what I wanted to create was this sense of closeness. And I'm the type of person that definitely values privacy and you know not tracking you on the internet and all that kind of stuff. I use a VPN and and Telegram and for my chat and all that kind of stuff. But on the flip side, I feel like amongst trusted friends, the internet could really be used a lot more than it is right now. And one thing that I always wanted to come true was have this like ever-present kind of like virtual portal into someone else's place. Yeah. Uh, and so, so yeah, with uh, like live streaming or just kind of a window into a friend's life, I feel like if both people agree upon it, it should be... It should be a thing. There should be a product out there where, um, you know, you don't want like a camera in your bedroom or something weird like that. But if you have a socially public space like your living room or like your your uh, like if you have like a television room or something where you're just hanging out most of the time. I feel like that would be kind of cool to um, just optionally be able to drop in on people, which like you can do with Alexa. We we had Skype and FaceTime, but the the thing with that is it's just like a it's like a phone call where you have to like you have to sit there and you have to think, boy, I want to have a conversation a conversation with Josh. I want to see what's <laughs> what's going on. I have something specific to say. And then you add uh, a video feed to it. That's just like an enhanced phone call. And then with stuff like dropping in on the on the video for the Echo devices, that's a little bit less, uh, like that could be a little bit more like hanging out because that's a, f- a piece of furniture almost. People, there's been research about this, how people kind of view it almost as a fixture of their house. Right. Not like a phone or a computer. Um but so I'm just saying, take it to the next level where you have a space that's kind of dedicated to this openness, and it's just always accessible. You make yourself always accessible to people, and uh, so yeah, that was kind of like my experiment in college of having the the ever present video, and you could just kind of pop in and see what I'm doing. I miss that. I actually really miss that. Yeah, that was really cool. And this is a little bit different, but. One last thing on that note. You know what I really wish they had, and I'm surprised they don't, is uh, video chat in TVs. I think they tried it. It's kind of... Because, you know, video game consoles, like the Xbox and the PlayStation, they have a camera you can set on top of the TV. Um, And if you're, you know, big into gaming and you do Twitch or whatever, you can have a little video feed of you playing the game. But it's funny because I, I I tried to find out if there's like a certain game that I could set up with another friend or whatever that it would work, and I could not find anything that exists. But how cool would it be if I could just like Facetime chat with my parents 
and I'm just sitting on the couch in the living room and they're on my TV. Oh, yeah. And vice versa. Absolutely. Like, why does that not exist? That seems like a no-brainer. It is it because like... TVs don't have cameras built in, so not enough people would use it, maybe? Probably. And I think it's also because people wouldn't buy TVs with cameras built in because oh, of the yeah. paranoia. Even though they build, buy computers with cameras you built in and don't think $5,000 TVs with little sticky notes over them. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everyone does that on their laptops. I know. Which is funny because I have one of those little things on my computer. It's a little bit, it's more of a sticker. But um, when I do do a video chat and I have to remove it for a second, you know, it's still there. And I realize it's just kind of like a, it's like a dark gray, like you, you see some light going through there and right. you can hear my voice just fine. Of course. So it's not a privacy enhancement at all. Not really. Unless of course you just, your, your main concern is about it, like people seeing you naked or something. Right. As and, if that's like the, the most damning thing about you. Chances that you're going to be like naked in front of your work laptop, which is <laughs> where I see a lot of these at work. I'm just like, mm. the, the thing is, it's more about the sentiment of, I don't want someone hacking in to my computer, so I'm going to put this physical barrier. But yeah. no but no one realizes that that doesn't do anything. I mean, it'll it'll right. cover up the video feed, but like they can hear your... Con- well, that's Hon- what I'm honestly, saying. Your audio I don't conversations want them, are Yeah, I don't more... want them listening in on my house or whatever no i mean that's more it's probably more important people don't put sticky notes over their like you know echo speakers or anything i mean that's actually you know i mean at least it's not sending all that back all the time so there it's not like it's sending everything back it's only wake listening for the wake word and sending a couple minutes but why do we we were talking about Ustream for some reason oh how we met wow we're still in the introduction oh my god (laughs) Yeah, so we met uh, at college, and what was I trying? To, oh yeah, I was talking, talking about the joke. Oh, you about, thought that uh, that uh, Nick and I were a couple? Yeah, I did. Which that turned out to not be true because you saw us on I, the I was, internet on camera. Yeah, be, no, no, no. It was because I was watching that website, and your girlfriend at the time was like in the background, and I was oh. like, "Oh, your girlfriend." Hmm. And then it all just kind of like made sense to me. I was like, <laughs> "Oh, they're college roommates. They're students. Of course, they're not like together. Like that doesn't mean they're together." I and I, I, I for some reason like you. you I like how that was like a, a later possibility, even though you met us on campus at a student group. Well, you were together then. You every time I had seen you, you were like together. You were like a pair. Well, yeah, we're pretty good friends. But you know, I know. But that's what I mean. Like, yeah, I should never make assumptions. Yeah, it's a bad thing. <laughs> But anyway, I was talking, um, speaking of that, about making friends, uh-huh. I have recently discovered that making, something that's like my worst nightmare, <laughs> making friends is exactly like dating. Oh my God. I thought I was done with dating. I'm not done yeah. with dating. The, the, like the making friends from scratch type. I mean, there's, scratch. there's the like, you know, friends at work kind of thing that happens more organically. Yeah. Which, but I'm talking By the about, way, it's the same thing as dating. Like if you're in college... You might have a college girlfriend who happened to be in the same class as you, so you're already like studying for finals together, and it just kind of happens. Mm-hmm. But you know, after college, at least for me, like in adult life, like as soon as you left school, there's no longer that shared context. So you have to push yourself into dating people, and like go online and and all that kind of thing. And so yeah. you, you feel like it's the same thing with making friends. Yeah, so no, so there's someone recently who I was trying to like, I, I had seen, like, I kind of made friends with them online on Instagram or whatever. And I've actually had this quite a few times because we have birds and we post the pictures of birds and we look at Instagram of other people's birds. Mm-hmm. And so there's this bird community. And so... You know, it's funny, not, not, as, not a, 
derail you too much, but I have cats and I'm posting pictures of my cats. I've not found a cat community. It's just kind of like the whole internet well, is the cat has, community. Yeah, the whole internet. <laughs> so I don't have an upper hand there. But there's, it's like a niche because the birds thing is a niche. Yeah, I need so, a more rare pet. Yeah, if you have, if you have an exotic pet <laughs> and you find other people with exotic pets, and that's something to connect over. Mm-hmm. And so, like, a num- numerous times we have kind of like um, met people online that had birds and. There's this question now of like, okay, well, I want to message them, but I, I don't want to get too personal. And how many times should I me- should I message them? Like, I just messaged them yesterday about something. Should I really send something today? That seems desperate. <laughs> right. I'm going through all just these like things, dating. Just like dating. And I'm just like, ah, oh, I thought I was done with this. Like and you're I'm on not. Okay, Cupid or Tinder or something. Yeah, it's like online dating, but with bird pictures on Instagram. That's what can I'm I see your bird? Now. You can't. You've seen my bird before. No, that's it's like a. Oh, like you're texting someone. Hey, can I see your bird? Can I see your bird? Yeah, that was that was an innuendo, Chuck. You know what's funny though about that is what? I actually asked that question before. <laughs> to, uh, last time I was visiting New York, actually. The, yeah. So there's this couple who lives in Jersey, who uh, were just visiting in San Francisco, and they told me they were visiting, and. I got overexcited, of course, and I was like, oh my gosh, you can come see the birds. You come to our apartment. It'll be great. I'm just like, and I didn't realize until later, I'm like, oh my gosh, this sounded really bad. Like, what am I doing? I'm <laughs> inviting total and they're strangers. They're on like vacation in they're a city, vacation. and they don't want to go to like some dude's apartment to check out its birds. Birds that look exactly like theirs. <laughs> like, what am I thinking? So, um, but I realized I did, so last time I was visiting the New York area, I thought, well, Jersey's not far. Uh, and I'd love to see their birds. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, I think I may have actually invited myself over, because I was not thinking at all about, like, for some reason I had this thought, because this is what led to the whole making friends is like dating thing. Before, I wasn't considering how I was coming off to people at all, because I was thinking, <laughs> as long as, like, I'm married now, so yeah. fuck it. There's I don't no, care. Yeah, no downside. But, right, but now I'm starting to care about it more because it's like, okay, people are ghosting me a lot. <laughs> That's probably bad. Am I just totally weird? It might be my fault. Um, so I started to kind of think about it, and now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, man, this is just, this, there's no difference except for, like, what you expect out of the relationship. <laughs> like, when, when it's dating, you expect to be, like, in some exclusive relationship with somebody. Making friends, there's still a relationship, though. Yeah. Like, it's just not exclusive, but it's... There's still something. So t- to take that to the next level, I uh, I was in Seattle with our friend Mike, and uh, I was hanging out with him, and we we're having this great like week as a work trip together because we both work at Amazon. We're hanging out, and we're joking about how like we should make this a thing, like boy trip 2018, whatever, and like maybe next year we'll have you know like Josh and, and Nick join us or yeah, something. Maybe invite me next time. That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's because I was coming off like a weirdo. <laughs> maybe. But uh, <clears throat> but Mike is pretty social guy, and like, I mean, I feel like I'm sociable in the sense that like you put me in a room with people and I'll talk to them. That's pretty much all there is to it, isn't it? But there's also the dimension of seeking out new friends. And so, like, uh, backstory here, like, I came to New York six years ago. Mike came out here, I think, three years ago now. It's been a while. But um, I was super excited for him to come out here and totally selfishly just thought I'd have him all to myself. (laughs) And, uh, and, 
Um, but one of the things that I noticed he was talking about was like right away he's hitting up Reddit and little like niche groups around, you know, Queens where he was staying and, and other places in New York. And uh, Thanksgiving one time, he just went over to some stranger's house and hung what? out with a group of random internet people. No way. Said it was a fun time. I'm sure it was. But like, I would never think of doing that. No. And so that's what I mean when I say like he's way like social outgoing type of guy. Like he actively seeks out, you know, to build up a friend group, um, which I think is a perfectly logical thing to do. You move to a new city, you want to build up a good friend group. For me, I kind of like, and this is probably why I didn't date a lot of people, <laughs> but I kind of like wait for things to happen to me. Or just I like, organically. I feel like that's how most people operate, though. Yeah. And I'm not most people, because I try to like I, I try to do kind of like what Mike... I, I think that's crazy what Mike did, but I do the same thing. Well, I was, I was talking to him about this, and he... And I was like, man, like, you, you're always... You know, you've got like... You know, you've got like D&D on Wednesday nights, and then you've got podcasting on Sunday nights. I know his schedule. <laughs> and... <Yeah>. um. <clears throat> You know, it seems like you've always got something lined up, whereas I'm just, like, I'm always free. I mean, there are plenty of times when I just want to, like, veg out on the couch and not do anything, but I don't have a social life, (laughs) (laughs) and I like it that way because then, you know, if anyone wants to hit me up after work, you know, there's, like, good chance to, like, yep, I'm free. We can hang out. Right. Um, But where is it going with this? Oh, so he told me about um, this app called Patook. And I don't know if he's told you about it, but it's uh, it's a friend-making app. It's a platonic friend app. Oh, my gosh. And this the is inter- exactly what I've wanted. And I had actually checked out some other social apps on the App Store for, like, making friends. And they're all pretty shitty. The, I found this one called Bumble, which is a dating app. That's a dating app, But yeah. there's a friend mode called BFF. Oh. But it's only men. And they're and I think they're using their same dating profile pictures because a lot of topless men on there. I'm just not. <laughs> I don't want to hang out with topless guys. Right. Um. So I was really just kind of like feeling pretty dismayed about this, and um, Patuk uh, takes it to an, a next level of using artificial intelligence to block you if you start to flirt. Oh, interesting. So. I think there's a lot of those friend apps, and you see them more for women, where they just assume um, that you want a same-gender friendship, which is fine, I guess, if everyone is hetero, mm-hmm. but that's, I mean, and and that's also assuming that you're incapable of forming a friendship with someone of the opposite sex. Um, so that seems like a very cheap way to get around that problem of guys pretending to be your friend and then turning out to be creepy. Right. So, Patuk, if you start sending, like, cutesy messages or sexy messages boom you're banned from the service you're gone man but i would not want the ai to mess up <laughs> i mean misinterpret what i'm doing or like or maybe i don't d- even depends how much innuendo you're laying down right but i don't really right. think that's a problem hopefully not. um so i set up this profile and the act of setting up the profile brought me back to setting up my okay cupid profile because that's how i met my wife and oh, that's um, right yeah yeah it's like, you know, the, the basic bio of like age, location, you know, do you have a degree in something, interests, uh, what, you know, what should you talk to me about? Um, and then they had some other stuff that I didn't even think about, which is like level of friendship, commit, not commitment. Um, I forget the term. 
I don't want to look, look up my app. But anyway, it's like level of commitment, basically. And you can browse people who are like low maintenance friendship, high maintenance friendship, like they want to hang out every day. Right. And I'm like, that's weird, but it's also kind of nice to know of like yeah. what they what they want. Like they want to, they're alone in this brand new city and they want a best friend versus someone who just kind of like wants to hang out maybe once a month. Right. And like, you know, go to a bird festival. <laughs> bird festival. There actually is one. <laughs> In the fall, it turns out, in New York called Parrotpalooza. Anyway. Oh, okay. Sponsored by Allbirds? <laughs> no. It should be. I know. Yeah. So anyway, that's my long story about... Fr- oh, it's because it feels like a dating app, and yeah. you're making friends. Well, it's, it is pretty much the same thing. It's just different expectations from... <laughs> and just like a dating app, I messaged nobody. <laughs> I got a bunch of matches, and I'm waiting for them to message me. Well, that's always like the thing, is like, how do you start... A conversation with somebody even on a like especially on a dating app like what do you say do you mm-hmm. you know how do you start it out especially if maybe you're in high demand or something and you get it tons of or someone gets tons of messages yeah you got to set yours apart fight yeah. through the noise and it's also weird if you think about friends in general like to anyone listening like think of some of your best friends and if you were to meet them for the first time today and it was through an online profile, do you think you would match up with that person? Like, with you, Josh, and with most of my good friends, you know, it started in college, and you have kind of that shared context of going through a similar thing, you live in the same place, and you have one or two shared interests. But if we were to fill out a profile right now, I don't even know if I'd put podcasts on my bio, like, oh, I like to listen to pod, like, I don't know, you like, sure, you listen to music, you listen to some podcasts. Right, well, at the time that we met, listening to podcasts was kind of a super niche thing, like, no yeah. one knew what podcasts were, and now it's, like, huge, everyone right. knows what they are. And so, like, I don't know what else I would put down, but, um, you know, I'm thinking, like, on paper, it wouldn't seem like we have a ton in common. Maybe not. Like we like we like um, you know craft coffee and uh, yeah. But would you think to put that on IPAs the IPAs and and podcasting? I would don't you know. think to put that on the because that's the thing is it's what you think right. you would prioritize. Yeah, I know. It's but there's stuff. Do so you think that what you are might... the most interesting things? Like okay, I like sci-fi movies. Um, yeah, I don't know. And I like traveling and eating food from different countries. Mm-hmm. Those are all good things. Um, yeah, I can pull up my profile. Let's see, see what I said. Oh, yeah. Let's see. We'll do a little... Yeah, because this is interesting because it's like, okay, there might be somebody that I connect with that I didn't realize I had an interest in as much until I started talking about it more with somebody. It's not something I would write down as like, this is what I'm interested in. Yeah. I mean, we started out with that one piece in common. Yeah. But I think we're such good friends and we do podcasts and have long conversations because our personalities and, and the way we view the world kind yeah. of lines up. Well, it lines up, but it all—it it doesn't just line up. It's like, uh, uh, I don't know. There's there's an analytical aspect of like trying to figure things out that you know, like when 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 I'm talking to you, like we seem to make sense out of things that I wouldn't mm-hmm. necessarily make sense out of the same way by myself. Yeah, yeah, kind of like a like complementary wavelength. Yeah, like this right now, this conversation yeah. right now. <laughs> so, here's my profile. It's, it might, I don't know, if I'm reading it out loud, it might be a little bit longer than I think, but I, I wanted to be thorough to try and, you know, see who's out there. Okay. So, it's got my picture uh, with me and my cat, 
So I like that. Straight yeah, up, that's, that, that's what you get, Rob, cat guy. See, people with pets in the photo, that goes a long way for me. Yeah. Also, I kind of want to defer some of the attention from my face. Because, again, like making friends, like you want to know what I look like, but I don't want you to pick me because you think I'm cute or something. So. Right. Right. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> profile. Rob, 31, male, Brooklyn. I'm a designer, but have lots of interests outside of my day job. I'm a big animal lover, and we have two cats. My wife is super is a super busy med student, so I tend to have a lot of time to myself lately. I'm not sure what kind of friendship I'm looking for yet. Maybe an online friend, a gamer friend, or someone to grab occasional happy hour drinks. I like to play PlayStation a lot because it's pretty easy, low-commitment activity to jump into after work. I like board games too, especially cooperative ones, but don't often have a partner to play. I used to go to weekly pub trivia nearby, but the bar closed down, exclamation point. Would definitely join in some trivia, but I'm pretty bad at it, so be warned. I love the city and museums and all that, but don't really take advantage of it as much as I probably should. Let's see, what else? I listen to a lot of audiobooks. Wait a second, does it say let's see yeah, what yeah. else in it? I, okay. I mean, you know, I'm thinking out loud here. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I listen to a lot of audiobooks, parentheses, I work for Audible. I read uh, a few Kindle books, binge Netflix, of course, and I'm getting back into anime lately. I selected Buddhist on my profile, but there's not really any orthodoxy associated with it. I just try to meditate more often, and I personally identify with the philosophy. I just as easily put myself as an atheist category, but now you know something else about me. And then it has some of the the bio pieces like married, no children, straight, liberal, that kind of stuff. What's confusing about this is when I hear that, I'm like, oh yeah, there's a number of things I feel like that... If we were to just meet to, or if I were to find that online, I'd be like, oh yeah, this guy sounds great. But that's, you've influenced me through the time that I've known you enough that yeah. maybe some of those things are because I've known you for that long a time. Yeah. Like I'd knows? have to imagine my life having never met you and never been introduced to any of the things that you have introduced me to mm-hmm. in your time in my life. Wow. Which yeah, like, like really It's hard. a Wonderful Life movie where like, yeah. you just remove yourself yeah. from the equation and see what happens. Which is impossible. How do I do that? Like, I don't know what I would be interested in. I might be interested in something totally different. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you really haven't influenced me at all, so. Right, so that's easy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's so, interesting. So, yeah, it is like, but um, I... Uh, yeah, I haven't really used it. I don't know. I think I, I have fun filling out stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like taking a test that you know all the answers to. <laughs> like, yes, I'm a male. Yes, I'm 31. Uh, married. I'm, I'm <clears throat> nailing this. <laughs> yeah. It's like, ooh, I have this, you know, completionist feeling of like, I'm filling all the boxes out. Yeah. This is great. But then, you know, it says, you know, like a few people, um, you know, liked me or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to message any of them. Doesn't that feel good, though? How weird people would it, like me. How weird would it be to like... Like let's let's follow through on this. I messaged someone I'm like, "Hey, so you like anime and podcasts too?" Which, okay. by the way, is a good way to start. I think is mm-hmm. is acknowledging something that you found that you. Oh yeah, that's how I started out with Mary in their profile instead of just like, "Hey, what's up?" I, which I do get a couple of those. They're people from Jersey so far, so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah, like if I play it out, you know, I'll start with something like that, and what would they say like? Yeah, I like X and Y shows, and I listen to this podcast. Cool. Uh, do you want to go grab a beer after work tomorrow? And then, and then let's fast forward to that scene, right? 
so you you get off the train you're looking for this bar that you agreed upon and then you see this dude and you're like hey hey so uh how's it going oh pretty good and like uh what, what do you talk about at that point the right. podcast that you said you were interested in right i don't want to like talk about you know this podcast that i don't know I know it's, it's weird. weird, which is the same thing that you have with first dates. You're like, oh, I like this band, and I love Arrested Development, and blah, blah, blah. so then you go on the date, and what do you sit down and talk about Arrested Development the whole time? No, no, you talk about like your life goals. Yeah, I'm working at this job, but you know, I hope to do this, and yeah, like an interview. Yeah, it's so weird. So I don't know, but that never happens when you're making like when you're organically making friends, right? Because you've already then kind of you have shared experience yeah then so like if you have no shared experience then you have to you're relying solely on what you tell them yeah and what they tell you have we really just dried out this topic at this point no <laughs> I actually feel because like was, i don't really know where i'm going with no this. there was something else that i was gonna um it's uncomfortable it's weird there are tools out there that are like dating apps but i don't know if i want to like i just like the friends that i already have Here's i just wish i had more of them can you move to new york and then we'll just do this right <laughs> Here's an interesting question, though. Here's an interesting question. Huh. I because I've come across this, um, especially with the bird people that I that I they sound like that such sounds really weirdos. crazy. Yeah, right. Bird they're not weirdos. They're regular people that just happen to live with birds. <laughs> the birds live with <laughs> not them. making it better. <laughs> not making it better. <laughs> All right. No. Okay. So with with them, I know that, and so. I know that some of them are watching my story and I know you're not big into the Instagram stories, but mm. it's kind of interesting because you can, depending on how you use your story, some people just kind of use it like the regular Instagram feed uh, mm-hmm. of pictures. Like I'm just going to snap this photo of like what I'm or, seeing or, right or now. like what Snapchat is where you like, you just use throughout it like the Snapchat, day yeah. where it's like kind of a crappy version of your timeline. Yeah. Um, but I started to use it cause I noticed some like more celebrity people started to use it in the sense where they were like talking to it. Like they're like, here's my like little vlog, a little like, video diary. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm getting coffee over here. Right. Or they say something funny or witty or something about like where they are or whatever. And it's like entertaining because they're entertaining people or whatever it is um, that they'll talk to it. And Hmm. so uh, it's like a little mini vlog, which actually is kind of what how I was. It reminds me of why I liked Twitter back in like 2008. Yeah. Because it's just these short little blurbs that you can just do, and and there's a cool community and stuff. But anyway, I know they're watching my story, and I'm watching their story, where maybe they're also doing the same thing. And what I'm getting at is my friend Matt from Holland was saying, uh, Holland, Michigan, by the way, don't get all excited. (laughs) (laughs) To anybody listening. but uh, he was—he sent me this thing about how about how like scientifically there was a study done about how many hours is required of time spent with somebody before you are like friends. And it's like it's, the ten thousand hours theory of yeah. how many hours of practice before you're a pro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but there's a set number of hours that it's been like studied that like if you spend this many hmm. hours with somebody, I guess there's a good chance you'll be friends. And so I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about how like. There are people that I've never met, but I watch their stories. They watch my stories. So you're doing like 27 seconds a day. Yeah. <laughs> How so many does days? That time count, even though it's not. But here's the thing: it's not directed to them. It's directed to the world. And if you're being yeah. genuine in those stories, so let's let's just assume you're being genuine, right? You're being like who you are. You're not Big putting. Assumption. You're not. Yeah. A, you're not putting on a show. I know, but this is hypothetical. You're not putting on a show. You're being you. 
and you're talking to the story and they're watching that and you're list- we're watching their story and they're talking to that. Does that count <laughs> toward the friendship hours, even though it's not directed at that person? So I know nothing about this anecdotal statistic from your friend that read about it somewhere, but... <laughs> it's legit, I swear. But I, I did study psychology in college and I read a really great book um, that I, I think everyone should just check out for fun, but um, it's called The Female Brain. They've since published uh, one called The Male Brain. But I'm not interested in that. <laughs> and because um, you have one, it, it talks it talks somewhat about uh, like puberty and growing up and and how the brain chemically changes over time and physically changes and how that explains some stuff in behavior, blah blah blah. Um, but an interesting point was about um, like romantic relationships and and uh, oxytocin. Have you heard of that? It's no. a chemi- it's a chemical. So. Um, well, first of all, obviously there's pheromones, you know, so when you're around someone that you're attracted to, you're, you're kind of like picking up their pheromones. You don't even, you're not conscious of it, but you're breathing it in and it kind of jives with your brain. And so that's a, a kind of a physical, like chemical thing that says, oh, I like this person. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's time spent together where if you're laughing, for example, laughter is releasing uh, oxytocin, uh, physical touch. So cuddling or hugging and kissing and stuff like that all releases oxytocin, which is a feel-good chemical. Kind of like dopamine. People know about dopamine. Okay, yeah. Um, But it's a little different. And uh, the thing is, after sustained exposure, uh, like, uh, like release of it, uh, your brain kind of becomes immune to it after a while. And you see this a lot in high school, but this, um, at about six to seven months is when your brain's like, okay, not doing it for me anymore. Like I'm immune to it. So when you have like a lovebirds in, in mostly high school relationships is what I'm thinking of who are all over each other in the beginning and they love it. And then like seven months later they break up. <laughs> and that that's when it switches from the visceral, like, uh, attraction, like I want to be all over you all the time and touching each other all the time, PDA. And when your brain is no longer stimulated by that chemical, then it's like, what else are you getting out of the relationship? Oh, interesting. And so seven months is often kind of the biggest bump for new relationships. Right. Um, and after that, I mean, there's, I'm sure it's a lot more complicated of stuff that goes into relationships and forming a physical bond with someone. But that's kind of like the first phase. So anyway, way back to what your friend was saying, I feel like because of what I know about that and romantic relationships, I'm guessing it doesn't count with the Instagram stories. Okay. You probably have to be in person to, even if you're not smelling up their pheromones or anything like that, you probably at least have to see them smile when you say something. You get that immediate feedback. You right. Know? It's a reaction If I crack you. a joke and, and you start to chuckle, then I'm like, oh, great. I'm coming across to this person. He's, he's you know, picking up what I'm putting down. Right. But with the story, not really. But I feel like you can at least maybe weed out people that you know you're not interested in even getting to that point with. For sure. You can you know weed out I mean? people, just, just like Tinder, for example. You're not physically with those people, but you can swipe left on all the unattractive people and just filter out people who you would n- never, you know, want to be close to. Right. This is maybe a little bit more of a long game than just seeing a photo, obviously. Because, like, you're, if I follow somebody and I watch their story, 
I get an idea of kind of what their life is like and if I might be compatible with that person. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just, you know, comparing this to the dating life. Of yeah. Like, dating life, you know, it's more about like sexual attraction, friendship. You need a little bit more info of like, like are they funny? What type of humor do they have? You know, what do they talk oh my about? God. It, it's almost more complicated. In a way, yeah. To be friends. Be, to, to, like, to start a committed relationship, just, it could just start with, are you hot? Yeah. Whereas a friendship that, you know, hopefully doesn't really matter. Right. And it's about, like, who you are on the inside. Yeah. That, that matters right away. Whereas, like, with a relationship that might be strictly physical in the beginning, mm-hmm. with romantically or however you want to call it, after a certain amount of time is when that, that part needs to kick in. Yeah. So, really, it's like you date someone and then eight months later you find out if you like them as a person yeah you're right (laughs) so basically friends is like skipping a step yeah you somehow have to get from here to here without that first part so that almost seems more complicated then you know that i think that kind of explains how can i have another beer by the way yeah yeah of course um i'm gonna have that sour by the way Oh, yeah. Which, but this reminds me of another thing I want to say before the end of the podcast about labels on beers. Okay. Tell me about that later. Getting out my bottle opener on my keychain. I have the sour. Clink, clink. Sure. We need we need like intermission music. (laughs) Do 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 do. Obviously. Spend or like keep it in a little slice of life. hours editing. Yeah. <laughs> um, fuck, what was I saying? We have it on tape. <laughs> uh, skipping a step. Oh, yeah, yeah. So to kind of hopefully round out the topic, <laughs> um, I don't know about you, but for me... This tastes almost floral. Hmm. Anyway, I'm sorry. I just, that shocked me. I was like, wow. Anyway, okay, so... So... Um, maybe it's just been like this all along and I haven't noticed it until my adult life. Cause when you're in school, like, I feel like I made fast friends in school. I, uh, I met Nick in third grade and we became best friends because our mutual best friend had moved out of town. <laughs> That's that all it takes. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, we already talked about how we met, which by the way is a, is a, miraculous thing because if if any friend group where you always spend time with all of them if you remove the one person that makes it not just a one-on-one encounter that can be really weird yeah that can be so that's good anyway okay but um so uh what i'm thinking about is with work friendships so i don't know about you but um i'm a little more reserved with work friendships and maybe it's just this fact that it takes a while so like um I, uh, I'm, in my last job, I was, uh, friends with people at work. Like we talked all the time. We went out to lunch and got along great. I didn't add any of them to Facebook, which is funny because like in college, like, oh, we had a class together and I saw you across the room. I'll add you on Facebook. This person that I have lunch with every day and work alongside, I just felt weird. Like it was like too presumptuous of me to add them on Facebook. Or maybe it was just like, I want to keep the lives separate. Like you've got work and then you have your home and my pictures of my cats and my wife. But, um, so anyway, for whatever reason, like I didn't add anyone on Facebook from work for like a year. And now from that old job, I have like three or four of them are probably Facebook friends. Um, which is now I think 
Facebook is different for different people. But for me now, like if I add you on Facebook, it's because we're pretty close friends. And um, anyway, uh, so I met this other job, like I said, for Amazon. I've been there for a little over two years, and I don't have any of them on Facebook. And I hang out with them all the time. I love them. They're, they're like great people. They're like, but maybe it's because most of our friendship and I'm curious to see what other people are like with their work friendships, but a lot of what we do most of our conversations are just bitching about work. Like we're complaining about how dumb our bosses are and how like, you know, there's no strategy to this business. And, you know, like people are in these high positions and they don't know what they're doing. And of course, here we are down like lowly on the totem pole and we know exactly what we're doing, but no, but, um, (laughs) but yeah, so like we all pretty much have that in common maybe personally I'm afraid to like add them to Facebook or do stuff outside of work because I'm afraid it won't hold up without that type of thing in common. So it's kind of like without the sexy times in your high school relationship, (laughs) without the oxytocin, can you still be friends? Right. So it's like if you quit bitching about work all the time, like if, if you, if you spent, you know, a whole day, not once mentioning anything about the office, could you still hang out and be friends? And I think the answer to that with most of those people is no. No. Like, they're great people, they're funny, but, like, we don't have anything in... They don't listen to any of these nerdy podcasts that I like. They don't watch, you know, anime or read sci-fi books. Yeah, but I don't know... But that's you, not really the ingredient. No. Do you need to have that much... Because it comes down to, like... Okay, you don't need to have to, those things in common, right. but... Are they enjoyable Enjoyable to be around? Yeah, is the question. Like, do you do you like even though you might have different interests, does 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 their personality like make you feel good? Right. You know? Like, because I mean, some people are just good to be around. Mm-hmm. Right. Like they just are good. Th- there is one. Whoop! I hit the mic. There, okay. there is one friend, uh, work friend, uh, not friend friend yet, but um, I uh, I take the train back with her a lot because we kind of go in the same direction, and so we eventually quit talking about work and she's from China and I just love learning about other cultures and what it's like growing up in another country and stuff. So we have a lot of conversations about that. Mm -hmm. And I think because we have non-work conversations and it's still stimulating and interesting, I'm learning something new. She's learning from me, like the American perspective. Yeah. Um, So I feel like, yeah, there's something there, like, we could probably be friends. But she's also a good deal younger, so... By the uh, way, that's also the other thing, is, like, in romantic relationships, everyone makes... There's a point where you make it official. We're together. When you're friends, there's no point where, like, well, we just became friends, everybody, and people congratulate you. Congratulations on the new friendship, Rob. (laughs) Friendiversary. Oh, I guess Facebook does that. Facebook does that, but people don't, like, congratulate you. Mm -hmm. Wow, congratulations on your new relationship with your friend. Yeah. Oh, so I added her on Instagram. Okay. So I guess that's her first step. It's not, I think it's not Instagram Facebook, is but like it's Instagram. Excellent. I, I'm so into it now. Like, it's like so, you it's have a, a window into some of my life, but mm-hmm. you don't see my like text posts. Right. It, well, it's like not... you get to see my dinner. You get to see yeah. my cats. You get to see like a park that I'm at. Right. It's more like, but not literally... so much my political views. No. Yeah. Not my you know I love you mom type of posts. It can be more just like your life. Like you're kind of seeing into other people's lives a little bit, like they're like on a granular, like their actual experiences, not how they interpret them. Right. You kind of remove them from yeah, the equation. Maybe 
I don't know. But Instagram's a much more positive community than Facebook. I think it's or because you remove all the words. Yeah, <laughs> you remove all the words. But you can still <laughs> caption the photos, you can still comment on them. People yeah. can still be dicks. I bet podcasts would be so much better without the words. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. We should just do a silence podcast where we just sit here. Yeah. It'd be all video, no audio. <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm sorry. We're what were you? I don't know. What were you even saying? That's pretty much it. I was just kind of wrapping up the whole theme of how, um, you know, I'm afraid I set up the whole friend profile thing just for fun because I like filling out profiles and I kind of wanted to see, like, what are people interested in? People that I don't know about. Is there someone out there who's, like, into all the same shit that I am and maybe we can just play video games together or something? Because you're never on PlayStation. And so I I need to start looking for people that are. Well, it's the time zone (laughs) difference. Like, and if I got home, like, when do you get home at the end of the, like, when are you home at the end of the day? So it's, like, three in the afternoon for you. It's three in the afternoon for me and I don't get home until, like, on a good day, like, 8 p.m. Ouch. Yeah. So that's 11 for me. Yeah. Which I'm up at eleven, but then like we could play for like half an hour probably, right, and then I get right. home. But um, so yeah, then apart from like meeting the strangers, there's the work friends, and work friends are like nice to have at work. It's weird they're compartmentalized. Rarely for me, at least, does it kind of carry over into everyday life. Friends. Yeah, the I know what you mean. Yeah. Well, all right. I think have we covered everything about friends? Friend making? Yeah, I guess. And so that's how we met. Uh, today on this episode, we'll talk yeah. about... <laughs> <laughs> today on this episode, uh, yeah, actually, we've got a whole show planned for you. Uh, that was our 50-minute intro. Uh, no, that was good, though. Yeah. Um, I feel like we have a compatibility that we can just kind of riff on anything. It always helps when you can... Yeah, exactly. It, I don't know if you need... Maybe that's the bottom line. Maybe you don't need to have a whole bunch of stuff in common or need to be able to relate without having a lot in common. Maybe, maybe you just need to know how, like maybe it just has the, the way that your, your worldview. I don't know. I just the way that you talk with somebody, like if you can keep a conversation going and you really, you like the conversation that you're in. Yeah. It's funny that while I'm talking all this time, it's total tangent, but, um, we had this vocal coach come in to uh, Audible, and uh, he he does like accent reduction for foreigners. Um, That's fascinating. Uh, but he also has people come in that they want to change something about how they sound, and he says the most common complaint is, "Oh, my voice is too nasally. Can you help me be less nasally?" And right now I've got this stuffy nose, and I'm realizing this is being recorded, and I'm thinking, "Man, I'm so nasally." But um, fun fact. We were talking about how your nasal tone or like your pitch of your voice actually, you know, is coming from the position of your tongue and your like resting position of your tongue in the back of your throat. And um, a lot of people um, were saying that like uh, it has to do like with your nose. And, Mm -hmm. you know, people say like, well, if it has to do with your tongue, then how come you can like plug your nose and you sound really nasally? Right. Um, and then he did this crazy example, blew my mind, where he, because he, he's a pro at this, I don't know if I can do it, but he dropped his tongue, and he plugged his nose, and he was still able to talk with a normal voice, and there was no nasally. That's not bad, coming you're through doing. it. And so what he did was he lowered his tongue in a more relaxed position, kind of like you're a dopey cartoon character. 
And he says that that's actually what he does for training people who have a nasally voice, is you have to go to the extreme, and then you work yourself back to normal. Um, So you start out like, I'm a dopey cartoon character. You sound like you're from, like, SoCal. And you you talk with this really relaxed voice, but then you can kind of let it become more natural. And then you talk like this for a little while. Maybe it's like Wayne's Um, world or something. Yeah. We're natural, you know? uh, So this is is totally pointless tangent. I'm just thinking of how I sound because it's been a while since I've recorded my voice, but then, you know, when I relax there, it's really comes out to the top. It's a lot more nasally. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and he said that, uh, at least his theory, is that um, a lot of people, you know, when you're stressed out um, or you're worried about something, your, your throat tends to get tense. And when your throat gets tense, it pushes your tongue up and you get really nasally. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm really angry about something or there's something really wrong going on. <laughs> and you get really nasally and your tongue goes really high up. And so um, he says, you know, everyone is different of course we're all special snowflakes and there's nothing wrong with having a nasal tone to your voice but culturally people gravitate to people with less of a nasal tone because they seem more relaxed and more in control and people with a nasally tone can kind of seem a little bit like higher energy a little bit tight inside and so when you're across the table from them having a conversation with someone who has kind of a nasally tone you feel a little less comfortable I feel like you're doing my voice right now. Oh, really? Because that's one of the things I, when I listen to myself back, I think that I sound like I'm pitched up a little bit. Like my. Well, that's also just because the, the sound outside of your face is different than the sound on the inside. Right. But I sound like me. I'm talking about my voice that I'm listening to compared to other people that oh, I okay. listen to. It sounds like I'm almost pitching my voice up in post. Huh. To me, anyway. Like, yeah. it sounds like I'm, I'm not. Uh, yeah. Like, maybe it has to do with that. So but, anyway, yeah. Uh, I was going to tell you about the beer label thing. Oh, yeah. What about um, it? This is really funny. And this is, um, I think, actually, we we scrapped the recording of us talking about this in, to begin with. My sister-in-law's husband. The relation oh, right. that he is to me. What do you call that? Yeah. I, you just have to figure that out for yourselves, I guess. I, but maybe brother-in-law? But that sounds kind of weird because she's my sister-in-law. Yeah, sister-in-law's husband. Sister-in-law's so. husband, which, by the way, the whole in-law, saying in-law to me is very unnatural to begin with. Yeah, so what's I always, the point? Just say I always your, your wife's sister. My wife's sister, Vanessa's sister. I always, I always do that because I hate saying in-law. It right. just sounds really weird. But if you had a sister and your sister was married, your sister's husband would be your brother-in-law. Yes. Which is weird because if you think about it, Okay, yeah, you and your sister, like your siblings, but if your sister is married to, and not to put the explicit tag on this podcast, (laughs) having sex with, you know, her husband, then wouldn't it be weird to be your brother? That means your sister and your brother-in-law are fucking. Right? (laughs) That is so weird. So that's a very weird way to term things. No, I know. So anyway... Okay, so beer Vanessa's labels? sister's husband. Uh-huh. Uh, we were out at dinner. Uh, actually, I think it was lunch. And um, and he was like, he was telling uh, another family member uh, at another table about the beer that, that they had, that he was drinking. And he came off like such an expert about this beer. 
It's only because he was reading the label, <laughs> and like the other floral person, notes. <laughs> the other person far away didn't know that he was reading the label. It just sounded like he knew a lot about this beer, and so and he sold it in such a way that I, I was convinced that he just knew. I was like, "Wow, you know a lot about this beer." He's like, "I don't know. I just uh, I just got it." <laughs> I'm like, and I'm looking at the label, going, "Oh my god, this is a great little party trick." If you're talking, if yeah. you're talking to somebody further away about the beer, you just like <laughs> read the label. You sound like a total expert. Yeah, you're like, yeah, so this is a really great lager, you know, it's actually, it's a directly descendant from the pre-prohibition era of, you know, uh, the Viennese lager <laughs> style. Um, it's got a really firm malt center, and it's supported with, uh, like, refreshing bitterness and a floral dry hop. I really love it. <laughs> yeah, you just say it like that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just reading from like, the top. Oh, you must drink this beer a lot. No, this is the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I think that does it for our first... Mm. One, one last thing before oh, we close. Okay. You know how at fancy coffee shops, if you get like a pour over or whatever, they'll have tasting notes for the different beans? Yes, yes. Oh, which, you know, I was thinking about this because of the beer. It has, you know, the little tasting notes. Um, most of the time, I think those are bullshit. Like, I don't taste anything floral about this. Actually, I don't eat flowers, so I don't really know what I'm looking for <laughs> when something is yeah, floral. Yeah, but um, but your sense of smell and taste are intertwined okay, quite fine. a bit. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, I was thinking about this because I was blown away by this really good coffee I had in Seattle. It was so good that I legitimately tasted the tasting notes. Like, there, there was a little bit of berry in that coffee flavor. And I was like, whoa. Like, normally, I just yeah. think it's bullshit. They're like, oh, it's got like a, a nutty aftertaste and, you know, a citrusy nose to it or whatever. And I never notice any of that. But I think it depends a lot on how you brew it, too. Because you that could probably could be. take a very fancy bean and just, like, put boiling water on it and totally ruin it. Right. So these guys, they knew what they were doing. And it was so good, I actually tasted the tasting notes and that's the end of my story i think it's also just really hard to describe certain tastes yeah and it's in and in a way that other people will taste the same way mm -hmm. like you know we, we have a lot of words in language but like i don't know if they can cover like, everything um, perfectly like beer yeah some some dark hints to it yeah and uh there's some definitely some hops in there yep that's probably how it's done. Like, yeah, describes all beer. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, no, pretty much. <laughs> all right, it's been great talking to you. Yeah, it's been great talking to you too. Uh, we're gonna end this podcast and then um, we'll do this uh, about a hundred more times or so. We'll, yeah, we'll see how many more episodes we come sure. out. Sure. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say I thought you were gonna say we're gonna do this in like a hundred years <laughs> again because <laughs> our schedules, as we just mentioned, are not very compatible. Right. Which, I know we're trying to uh, say this. goodbye. Yeah, I know, but go ahead. <laughs> what are you going to say? I was, I was like, wouldn't it be great if we just did a podcast where it's asynchronous? Like, I just record my part, and then you record your part, and then oh, I yeah. realized that was my podcast, the, the Letters podcast. No, where, but you were trying to edit it like Radiolab. Yeah. Where, like, you just cut in all these things, and you're making it all fancy, and you can't, like, it's hard. I mean, this is going to be hard enough to edit already. 
Well, this you can probably just cut out some parts. Well, that's what I'm going to have to do, but that means I'm going to have to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> and it's, we've been going I on always for over listen, an hour. I always listen to the whole thing. I don't want to do that. Okay. I've already been there for that. I don't want to listen right. to the whole thing. This is this is why, like, I don't know. I, yeah. I will have to listen to the whole I, thing. I listen to each of those letter podcasts like five, six times. Yeah, but that's heavily edited. Yeah. Like, if I know everything went swimmingly well except for a couple parts and I kind of know where in the episode they are, I don't need to <laughs> yeah. listen to all the... I don't like listening to myself. Like, I don't... I want other... <laughs> Me either. Yeah, I know. This is Why hard. are we podcasting? I don't know. Because we want We're other recording people, both of ourselves. We talking. want other people to listen to us, but not yeah, us. Yeah. yeah, but so what I wanted to do is just to like, hey, I've got this really random thought thread, and I'll just kind of talk about it for fifteen minutes, and I'll email it to you, and then you could record your thoughts on that, and then I'll put it into a podcast. That's not a bad idea, though. Like that in general, it's kind of like the Marco Polo style of podcasting. Yeah. The app Marco Polo. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, but then the problem is no one wants to listen to like a 15-minute monologue back-ended with a 15-minute monologue, which is why I spent so much time editing it, mm-hmm. because yeah. each of the couple of people on the show had something interesting to say about that topic, but I wanted to mix it up of like, here's what Josh thought, here's what Chris thought, here's blah, blah, blah. and then no, now it's a really good idea. Like, it was to a another good, topic. It so. was a really well done. Yeah, you two know, whole episodes. <laughs> two episodes that you did. <laughs> Um, Maybe I'll really do good. more. In the do future. you know how long I spent doing my part of that too? No. Like I sat in, I was in my bedroom and I was just like recording over and over and over really? again the whole spiel that you wanted me to do. It was it was awful. Hmm. It was absolutely terrible. I need the back and forth. I really need the back and forth. If I'm monologuing, it's terrible. You felt like you had too much to say. No, I just feel like I I I don't know what I you do couldn't. when I like monologue. I come up with things or I. Uh, I I over I tend to overanalyze as it is, so like that's I, fine. That's interesting. Well, it is, but not not to an extent. It is, but then I realize like I've overanalyzed further than I should, and now I'm just coming up with like things that are not accurate. Yeah, and like I wanted to have two or three people giving input per episode, and so that's where it can kind of derail things. But if my original idea was it would be like writing a letter and so when i i worked in summer camp god this is just gonna go on, and on. <laughs> you can probably just cut this whole thing and i'll just tell you about this in person yeah but um so back when i worked in band camp this one summer one time at band <laughs> it's camp. one time at band camp you must hear that joke all the time <laughs> i um you know i this is back when like i would connect with friends on twitter now i don't really have twitter friends i don't know it's dead like i'm just That's what shouting Instagram into the is void. for me now I'm meeting friends like through Maybe hashtags. Maybe I need to do that. But see, stuff. I just want to express my thoughts. I don't want like pictures. And Reddit. Actually, what we talked about with Mike earlier, Reddit is a good place too. I finally started getting into Reddit. I'm not Reddit's really great. in the community. I'm just kind of lurking. That's fine. And But anyway. We'll get you. So, you know, I had I, um, I was friends with this uh, one girl, Claudia. I think you probably know her. Um, you, you are Foxy or whatever was the name. Um, so anyway, like I would tweet at her and like... I tweeted something about how, like, I'm at camp or whatever, and she's like, oh, you should write letters or whatever. And so there were, like, hours throughout the day where I just have total downtime. Kids are at their little band class or whatever, and I'm just chilling in the cabin. And there's, you know, like, no cell reception, no multimedia or anything. And so I just got out a notepad, and I started writing a letter. And I was like, hey, Claudia, it's Rob. You know you know me from Twitter. 
And I was like, gee, what do I say? And so I kind of like gave her my life story of like, so, you know, I was born in Texas, blah, blah, blah. And then I went to Michigan, blah, blah, blah. And I, you know, did this in college and now I'm doing this. I play piano, blah, blah, blah. It ended up being like 14 pages. Wow. Now, handwritten, that's probably like three pages typed. Yeah. But still, um, that was a lot. Folded it all up, sent it in this beefy packet and that was really cool it felt fun and i was excited i waited like a couple of weeks to get a response because you know took three days to get to her then she had to read it and then get around to writing a response and then she had to mail it to me and um and then i read it and i was really excited to see what she said and she kind of went off on other tangents and told me about other stuff like based on like a little nugget that i mentioned she'd go off and talk about something and so that was really cool and so ever since then i was thinking about how like I kind of got tired of conversation podcasts or interview podcasts where it's just like a couple of lame people just talking about their lives. Yeah, like this. <laughs> like this right now. Yeah. And I was like, if I'm going to do a podcast, I want to do something different than all the millions of podcasts out there. I'm going to try and recreate that feeling of writing a letter to someone because the few things that happen are like when I was writing that 14-page letter, if I'm having a conversation like we are now, I, you know, we'll talk about friends, I'll talk about like the vocal coach and talk about beer labels and all these random things back and forth that are ping-ponging. But if you just put me in isolation, I'll just ramble off and I'll come up with all these things and I'll spend time elaborating a certain thought. I package it up, you get it. You might pick one little detail and write like 10 pages on that one little detail that sparked a cool idea in your head. Yeah. And I wanted to get a podcast that encapsulated that. So instead of our just random like ping-ponging ideas, it was like, here's one exposition, here's Josh's point of view on that topic, and then boom, there's an episode. Yeah. So I I, I just thought of something. Hmm. I think tangents are the key to friendship. Yeah. Like, where do the tangents go? When, when you're having a bad conversation with someone, they go on a tangent and you're just totally zoning out. Yeah. But I mean, if the tangent, like, if you can't come up with a tangent to go off on next. If it falls flat. Then it falls flat and there's nothing. Which is the same for dating. Yeah. If you're out on your first date and she tells you her whole life story about growing up and her dog that got hit by a car or whatever, and you're just like. And you have nothing. So. I'm vegetarian. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a bad date. That's bad. Yeah. Yeah. But tangents are the key to, right. it's basically how far, how deep does the rabbit hole go? Go. Right. Well, it means that I listened to you. Mm-hmm. I interpreted it in my own words and I'm sharing something that's important to me based on what you said. So, yeah. Right. There's like connected value. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, uh, I think that's it. That's the epilogue. Which is funny. That's that just uh, now the conversation falls flat. Yep. With that, with that tangent, it all falls flat. <laughs> uh, I think that wraps it up. Then uh, you can find me on. Well, first of all, uh, I don't know who goes first. Who wants to say? I don't know. Who wants to start? Remember an episode? Let's that- just say it at the same time, and no one will ever know. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Now, remember that episode of Meeting Famous People where I said that I can't end things? Yep, I just keep talking and thinking. talking and talking and talking. I've I've sucked you into it. I have that problem, too. Yeah. Which is how we have a two-hour episode. Right. <laughs> Actually, it's it's not, but it just felt like it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure if you don't know us at all, you're going to be enjoying it even more. <laughs> oh, man. Everyone's on the edge of their seats. This is crazy. 
Um, no, you can find you though on the social media. You should plug <laughs> you can your. Find you. You can, you can find you. No, I mean, people can find you. You can find Rob. Yeah, you can find Rob. On Twitter at R-O-B-R-O-G-A-N. I'll spell it out for you. There you go. And Instagram too, right? Yep. Rob Rogan. the same name. Yep. And anything else you do? Um, I'm a UX designer. Oh, okay. I, mean, <laughs> I, don't, know you, I don't know where I was going. <laughs> what, what do I this do? is the danger with having beers when we do podcasts. I'm on, like, I think one this and should a be a thing. Yeah. It should be. Uh, it's, uh, anything could happen. Uh, you yeah. can find me on social media. I'm the Mac and Josh. That's spelled out M-A-C-I-N-J-O-S-H. And I'm on Instagram, too. And you're spilling all over yourself. <laughs> if um, you watch all of his Instagram stories, he'll start direct messaging you. <laughs> I will. I, w- I take notice. To and that's watches. how friends are born. In some weird way, maybe? Sure. Yeah. If, 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 if you want to have friends, maybe. Right. If you yeah. watch my story and I watch your story, then I feel like we're on a good track yeah. to friendship. We haven't unfollowed story each other. Mutuals. Right. Anyway, you can find me there. But anyway, since I suck at uh, wrapping things up, I guess I'll just say bye. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. That's it. We're done. Can't breathe. I just imagine myself like Homer Simpson disappearing into the bushes. That's how I'm gonna end my shows. <laughs> Bye. Oh, why is that so funny?